Okay. Yay. All right. Hello, and welcome to a uh, very special uh, two-thirds of a stasis pod episode. Uh, there's probably been some sort of scheduling snafu, hockey game, or natural disaster, and uh, thus the uh, we are tossing in some... Uh, uh, like, if this was a comic book, a Marvel comic book from the 70s, you'd be getting a Bill Mantlo, Sal Buscema issue here. Oh, Assistant Editor's Week? Yes. The month, what was it? It was Assistant Editor, well, that was the month when, uh, I guess all of the editors were in San Diego for the convention, and I guess you couldn't, oh. you know, everything was done through the mail back then, so... Oh, it, it was an actual thing. I always thought it was just a joke. I mean, it was kind of oh. a joke, well, but also... But, but. It wasn't it was based upon a real hundred percent a joke. Okay, that that well, that's true. Yeah, it, it, it's been a while since we made a backup in case we don't have we can't schedule a regular program edit. It's mm-hmm. been was Meg the last thing we did? Boy, it was either or, uh, the Meg or the Big Hit. Oh, I think we did the Big Hit second because because that's one of my favorite movies. But mm-hmm. yes, it, it's Rob decided to watch a thing he never saw, and it's like, oh my god, we need to talk about it because. It, well, it is a timeless classic of cinema. Uh, it is, of course, 1973's Godzilla versus Megalon. Which, it, it's amazing you've never seen it, although it does kind of make sense since you're younger than me and in Canada. Yes. Like, yes. growing up in, in the 80s and into the 90s, this, like, your Saturday morning creature features, this was like the main column holding up the entire thing because it was on every other weekend somewhere. Because for some yeah. reason, like, the rights to Godzilla vs. Megalon were the easiest to get or possibly, like, three or four different companies had it at the same time and would rent it out to TV stations at least all over in the New York City area and probably all across the country. Well, I mean, I guess we know that it was also considered sort of cheap to license in, what is it, Wisconsin or Minnesota? Uh, Minnesota. Because it's also the subject of a famous episode of Mystery Science Theater, which I have also not seen. Yes. Oh, you and know, I, I thought, I, thought you I, took the time to get out. I, I did, but apparently the, the version I have is a really tiny, like, postage stamp quality. It's very grainy. I deliberately did not watch it before this, so I didn't rip off any of the jokes. But I anticipate watching it afterwards. That's probably good. Yeah, it's good. Like... I've seen this movie possibly a hundred times as a child <laughs> growing up. So I, the, the fun of it is like giant rubber monsters beating each other up. At, at some point wore off because I'd seen it so many times until I saw the Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode. What did I? No, I didn't see it in the original airing, so I must have seen some other means. It, but it, it, it like it rekindled my love of the movie, and now going back to rewatch, it's like, oh, there's some racist jokes in there, right? Mister Zed Theater Two Thousand ain't perfect, and not everything ages well. Yeah. So, David, we all know, of course, that you are a a major Godzilla enthusiast, a, a Godzilla aficionado, to the point uh, that, that that I finally broke down and broke quarantine and took a mask off to go see a movie because Godzilla vs. Kong was in a theater, local theater, for one day only before Boss Baby went in there. <laughs> so I saw it on the last day possible. It was okay. Which is about what I expected. Okay. So I have and- seen every Godzilla movie since 1984. That has been released, even at least in some variants near me, in a theater since then. <laughs> 
So have you seen Cole. every Godzilla movie? Yes. Okay. Most of them multiple times. I mean, that's what I figured. I just wanted to be wanted to be sure. So yeah, uh, by contrast. Oh, I just go, no. Go ahead. I, I saw most of them as a kid. The Heisei era, when like they weren't being brought over immediately, like I saw bootlegs for a while until they eventually got out. And I have the Godzilla DVD box set thing with beautiful art, or is it Blu-rays? I haven't actually watched any of them. <laughs> I got it because I knew I needed it, but I haven't gotten it. Well, no, I did watch one, but I forget which one. Just to test it. So, but yes, until- I've seen all of them. And, and yes. you have not. Well, so until fairly recently, my my main exposure to the Godzilla movies had been the American Godzilla movies. Like the first one I saw was definitely the Matthew that was Broderick one. It. Well, wow. then, uh, and I I think around the time that came out, they ran the English language version of uh, the first Godzilla, the one with uh, various Raymond scenes Burr. from Raymond Burr intercut yeah. on TV. So I had seen that one. And then I saw the the fairly recent ones with, uh, you know, the Godzilla and then uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Okay. And recently, um, during quarantine, I got a couple of movie channels that have some sort of affiliation with Criterion. Ah, good. So they've been showing some of the, is it the, the, the Heisei era? Heisei, yes. Heisei era. A, well, we're, Heisei was, was whatever the fuck the emperor's name was until... Mm. Was it the, in the eighties? Then it became Showa. Or no, wait, Showa. I screwed up. Showa was the old ones in the seventies. Okay, Heisei so he, is the nineties, and now we're in Reiwa, which started two years ago. Three I guess years with ago. Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, no, that was right before. Oh, okay. We so we haven't had a Reiwa Godzilla movie yet. Okay. So uh, and they've been showing a couple of selected Godzilla movies. So they they showed the fifty four original. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed Godzilla vs. Mothra. Another great. Uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Uh, there are three of them. That doesn't narrow it down. The first one. <laughs> the first one, okay. And um, Godzilla vs. Hedera. That's the smog monster, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so they, they, Which is they, the weirdest, goofiest one? It was extremely weird. Well, I don't know. If, it's not as goofy as this one, that's for sure. Well, it, it well, it's very seventies with the animation and and the music. It, it's more hippie. And then a different channel showed this because the uh, the the movie channels have been showing you know the like the Criterion edition, like beautiful prints, uh, good subtitles. This one I definitely got dubbed by the people who did the Headmasters dub. Oh yeah, Th- this this was my first probably my first Omni dub, but it's like it's what I think of when I think of the Omni dubs. Mm-hmm. Because it's those those three guys. Now how, now, how is this movie generally regarded amongst Godzilla fans? Eh, it, it, it's like the one everyone has seen because it was on forever. It's okay. It's very much aimed at children. Oh, but it's fine. very much. Like, it, it's not as... Like, most people hate uh, Son of Godzilla. Or, mm, no, that, wait. Um, what the fuck? Did, oh, is that the one with Manila? The yes, it's one of the ones with Manila. Like, it's... No, Son of Godzilla is the first one. That one's okay. What is it? Godzilla Raids Again or something? It's one where it it, it takes place almost entirely in the mind of a child daydreaming, and oh. he becomes friends with Manila. And, and like, Manila has a bully monster that beats him up. <sighs> until he finally gets the courage to fight back. 
Okay, it looks like oh, the, wow, sec- well, to- the second movie is Godzilla Raids Again. That's the one where Godzilla fights Anguirus for the first time. Oh, well, which is actually Gigantus the fire monster. That's not really Godzilla, because they killed Godzilla off in the first one, but it became Godzilla. It, 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 Continuity's weird. Uh, so this is definitely the goofiest of, of these that I've seen, the dub aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's trying... Well, I don't know if it's trying, but it's like four genres all colliding together. It, it's a goofy comedy for kids. It's Godzilla monster movie. It's seventies like action car chase movie. Yes, and then it's underground like chthonic monster god worshiping alien people. What? That feels very uh, very B movie to me. Like seventies B movie. Yeah. Alright, so we start off with uh yeah, there are nuclear tests going on. As as is your way. Uh, and as always, that is bad. Nu- and I guess they are these. Un- these are not, they're not testing these nukes on Monster Island, but they're just causing shockwaves that hit Monster Island. Yes, because you would think people because... would know. Hey, maybe don't send nukes at the island that already has monsters on it. Well, yeah, you, you definitely don't do that. But if you set off a nuke anywhere in the Pacific Ocean, they know because movie logic. So this uh, this quickly takes out our. Uh, Brief cameos, apparently by, via stock footage. Oh, of, the, uh, this movie has a lot of stock footage, <laughs> and I assume you recognize it. I mostly do not recognize it. Yes. Oh, oh, we, I, I could go into it to a degree. I, I forget exactly which movie it is. It's is it Destroy All Monsters in the beginning, maybe. But yeah, I'll, I'll, like half of the monster or half of the special effects footage in this movie is stock footage from other movies, including from Godzilla vs. Gigant from the year before. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Yes. So we get brief cameos from uh, Rodan and Anguirus. Uh, they just get plunged into the uh, the center of the earth. Uh, never I, never I to be seen ne- again until uh, well, Anguirus shows back like, up in Godzilla's Mecha Godzilla. Yes, and I think he actually has is like fairly important to the plot in Godzilla vs. Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, because he's the first one to fight Mecha. Anyway, this movie, not other Godzilla movies. <laughs> I don't know if Rodan shows up again, though. At least, um, maybe not in this continuity. Not in this continuity. I don't think. I think that's the last time we see him. Yeah, apparently he has a stock footage cameo in Terror of Mechagodzilla. Oh, okay. But oh, I don't know well, if that's actually like... technically chronologically his last appearance is Godzilla versus Monster Zero. I think or one one of the Ghidra movies takes place in 1999. Oh, okay, because this one definitely takes place in the 70s. Yes. So, yeah, so that, uh, so we've got that, and then we see, um... I want to destroy all monsters. I believe is this where we get to the, we get to Seatopia? Yes, Seatopia. Uh, which is a, like this out, you know, Atlantis-esque underground civilization, or undersea civilization. Yeah, well, in the movie they call out uh, Mu and Lemuria, which were in the Indian and Pacific Ocean. I forget Mm. which one was which. Which are basically just Pacific Ocean Atlantis. Yes, and it is ruled by 
uh, the only white guy in the movie. Well, there are some other background white people or guys who just look kind of like they could be foreigners. Yeah, listen, I'm sorry, but uh, there we uh, no man, no no native son of Japan is is nearly hairy enough to play this part. No, this this guy is very much <laughs> like middle American father looking dude. He, he has he's got the dad bod. This is uh, Robert Dunham, who I guess was in a bunch of uh, Japanese movies uh, at this time. Oh yeah, cause like, a, what, he was over there like after the war, and then he just figured, oh, I'll hang around and learn Japanese, and he just ended up in movies like a bunch. Yeah, of he's, he's also in the Green movies. Slime. He's in yeah. Giant Space Monster Dagora. Oh yeah. That's apparently about a giant jellyfish. A giant jellyfish, although most of the movie is about a bank robbery. <laughs> is the like it, is that at there, all connected was, with, with what? Oh, I'm just wondering if the bank robbery is connected with the uh, giant jellyfish. Uh, no, not really. There's a bank robbery, and this giant jellyfish shows up. I think it eats gold or some shit. Oh. Like so, it gets invo- itself involved. But it, it, it's just this weird movie because there was. There was an era in Japan where, like, there was just a shitload of crime movies and bank robbery mm. movies in the 70s. And it's like, okay, let's just put a monster in one of them. We're done. So, I guess, you know, nuclear tests are also affecting their underground city or their underwater mm. cities. So well, they, they, they live in the hollow earth somewhere. Yes, ho- so, yes. And these, monst- these movies love the hollow earth. I guess that's because where you can actually put a monster without it messing stuff up and it being a secret. Yeah, although, um... Is this the only Godzilla movie with Hollow Earth? Maybe. That is shocking. Well, it's the only one with with basically defined ones. Hollow okay, Earth comes up a lot in Ultraman and other stuff, though. Alright, well, put a pin in Ultraman, because we're coming back to that. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we did, like, uh, Subaraya Productions, who makes Ultraman, led mm-hmm. by Eiji Subaraya, the main special effects guy on Godzilla movies. Ah. So, yes. So, because this is a Godzilla movie, they are going to destroy civilization uh, before they can destroy them with uh, their giant beetle, Megalon. And the, he's <laughs> yes. got kind of this, this cool headdress with a little beetle head on it. Yeah, like, I'm not sure if he's a beetle. He looks a lot like a cockroach with a beetle head. I mean, he is sort of he's, cockroachy, but I assume... I mean, the, the Japanese love beetles. and Yeah, ge- generally. Stag beetles. He's got really detailed wings and back shell, and this giant oversized goofy head. <laughs> and drill arms! Yes, drill arms. Very important. <laughs> yes. Drill arms that uh, work basically like a drill tank and are about as scientifically plausible. Well, yeah, because he, he there are two halves of a drill. He puts his hands together, and somehow they spin around like a drill <laughs> while attached to him. I will say, though, this Megalon suit is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's really nice and detailed. Cause, well, because it's a movie quality. It's not like Ultraman Taro, which was running at the same time. The monster suits are a little bit cheaper because we got to make one every week. For yes. Godzilla movie, you could put in a little bit more budget. Although but it, this it is, is the apparently same one thematic style. Yeah, apparently this is one of the cheaper Godzilla movies. I guess because they use so much stock footage. Oh yeah, yeah, and Godzilla really doesn't show up for an hour into the no, movie. That, no, Godzilla. This is this is Godzilla without Godzilla. Yeah, this. Um, 
I'm not sure if it's the least amount of Godzilla in a movie, but I think it might be the longest before we get Godzilla in an old movie anyway. Mm. Actually, the least amount is probably the original Godzilla. Yeah, not, and I guess not a lot in that um, uh, Gareth Edwards, Gareth Roberts. Oh, the, the first American, second the one, American the Godzilla, the first legendary the one. The one with yeah. Brian Cranston. Yeah, like, oh, it's... I like that movie, but it's teasing of the monsters for so long. Got really annoying once you saw the ones that came after, and it's like, you could have had so much more Godzilla. And I mean, the Godzilla that you do get in that is pretty cool. Yeah. Which is fine. It's just... Uh, but yeah, this this movie, like, half the effects budget is stock footage. Yes. So when Godzilla, when Godzilla gets there... Most of that actually is him. There's okay. a shot from other movies, like when he jumps in the water, finally. That's from... Uh, is that Son of God? No, that's from... Um, Verse Ebera, which... Oh, what the fuck is that one actually called? Sea Monster. Godzilla vs. Sea Monster. Uh, is it Ebera, Horror of the Deep? Yes. So now we, So now we meet our human protagonists. There is... Uh, so uh, we've got two guys in their twenties, and uh, what 20, I believe well, is their they're pushing thirty, maybe. Yeah, and uh, I believe this is their son, Roxanne. Yes, there's no women in this movie. So, yeah, so are these dudes like a couple or what? Like, it's cool I, if I, they I, are. It just seems a little progressive for a Japanese movie from the seventies. Yeah, it's very weird. It, it's presumably it was just to. Efficiency of story. This movie is aimed at small boys. We don't need girls or women or mothers. So we just have two single dudes and their son. Their son, Roxanne, who is definitely voiced by an adult woman. <laughs> yes, an adult. So it, it is hard to not read them as a couple. I don't think that was intended, but that's pretty much the standard reading of this movie. And they live in this extremely cool 70s house. Well, it, cool on the inside, it's this cement block in a deserted, like, almost desert in the middle of nowhere on the oh, outside. Yeah. It, it is strong brutalism. <laughs> yes. Well, except for the hippie paintings that are by the garage area. Well, yes. And also, uh, Roxanne has, like, a fish boat of some sort. Yeah, that that thing is so weird, like... This is a spoiled child with this giant fish dolphin paddle boat thing. Well, I assume these guys invented it, because it turns out they're a couple of crazy inventors. Well, one of them's an inventor, and the other one's his live-in friend. Okay. <laughs> but, but yes, it, it, it in the movie it does presumably imply that he made this thing. And also, it looks like one of the Joker's parade floats from uh, yes, the 89 I, Batman movie always wondered if that is something that the production staff made or somebody sold this kind of shit somewhere. Yes. It's it's amazing and hideous. I want one. And so they they end up getting attacked by agents of Seatopia who I guess are just operating openly on the service world. Just wearing 70s business casual, yeah? Yes, because these guys have invented, for no reason whatsoever, a jet jaguar. Yes, it, a, a human-sized robot man 
who is easy to control and, and can fly. David, please explain what the hell is up with Jet Jaguar. <laughs> I don't know. I, oh. Like, were they trying have... to like spin this guy off into his own Jet Jaguar series? Possibly. I forget if that. I forget if that ever came out as official. But it really feels like this guy was supposed to be in something else, like Absolutely. his own movie, a sequel, maybe a TV show. But the, like at the time this was this movie came out, like they had Ultraman Taro. Then again, like they had like Mirror Man and Fireman before that, and later we'd get Gridman. And he he's extremely Ultraman to the untrained eye. Yeah, he's like Ultraman crossed with Mecha Jimmy Carter with that giant <laughs> smile. <laughs> he has this extremely friendly smile that I kind of love. Yeah, he's re- really a good design considering he's just in this. Until the recent Godzilla anime that just came out on Netflix that I still have not watched yet. I hear it's extremely weird. Yeah, he's just out of nowhere, but like that's a lot of Godzilla movies. Like, here's this new tech out of nowhere. We have Mazer tanks now. Okay, fine. We have, we have a giant or a sentient robot thing. Okay. It's the 70s. <laughs> that makes sense. And this is once more um a Japanese super robot named after a big cat that it is in no way connected to. Yeah, his name is uh weird, but whatever. Well, it's like uh, it's like Spider-Man's robot, Leo Pardon. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I guess it is kind of an animal thing. It's like, it just sounds cool. It, it, it's English. Let's use that. So yeah, he, he they just built this robot. Uh, they end up running away. There's a there's a car chase. Yeah, there are multiple car chases in this movie. Yeah, there's like two and a half car chases. Which is, I would say, two and a half more car chases than I expect from a Godzilla movie, unless somebody is in a car running away from Godzilla. I I can't say it's never happened before, but this is like, they're all packed into this one. I mean, they're definitely, well, there's definitely a car chase in that uh, first American Godzilla, where they get in a, where they like commandeer a cab. Mm. But again, they are fleeing Godzilla. Yeah, th- this... Might is this the only one where I th- like I think maybe there's a car chase possibly. in King of the Monsters at some point, but I maybe they're well sh- getting that, chased well, sort by. Of at the end, they're trying to go from one place to another to get a thing, and then Ghidra chases them in the Hummer or Humvee. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did like car chases. They're filmed a little jerkily, but they're pretty interesting. Well, I mean, I guess if you're working for Toho in the 70s, you aren't necessarily well-versed in making, in filming car chases, if well, you're on the, on the kaiju team. As I said, like, there there was the gangster movies and stuff, so hmm. maybe maybe they didn't rent the guys that were usually doing that, but they're on staff on Toho somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, I, I haven't seen a lot of car chase movies, but, uh, you know, I watched, uh, I watched The French Connection last night in a bar with the sound off. I think I got the gist of it. <laughs> So, uh, I guess on the second attempt, they they do steal Jet... They do acquire Jet Jaguar, and apparently they're going to use Jet Jaguar to, like, show... Like, he's going to lead Megalon to the cities. Yeah, it, it's It very seems like you do like, this with, like, a plane. Maybe? Well, he's also a remote drone, but it's very weird. It's like, oh, we're sending this giant god monster that we worship... 
who somehow we don't have statues of because we have Easter Island Moai statues instead of uh, the giant bug's face. But anyway, we're sending our giant bug to the surface, and he's kind of too stupid to go on his own, so we have to have him follow this robot drone. Yeah, I and yes, with the Easter Island, there's there's little chariots of the gods going on here. Yeah, well, again, the 70s. Oh, yeah, like, let's all let's connect aliens and nonsense and inner Earth. Oh, yeah, and put a pin in aliens, too. Yes. Because eventually, this movie will have aliens. Well, the, the, the very previous movie had aliens. Right. Who were uh, cockroaches from... Oh, was it Nebula Hunter M? That's one of the alien planets. So uh, they they take over uh, Jet Jaguar. Megalon comes to the surface. There is some pretty cool uh, destruction. I think he uh, he destroys a dam here. Yes, and it's pretty cool. The, most of the the like the Maser tanks shooting at him is all stock footage. The explosions on Megalon are are new, of course, because Megalon's a new suit. But that I figure all the effects budget was spent on that dam because it looks so good. And the water rushing out of it and him just sort of sliding out of it after breaking it. <laughs> It's yes. gorgeous. But, like, that's where all the budget went. And I, uh... What was I going to say here? Oh, right. Oh, this a- is, the this I think, the first Godzilla movie I've seen that ha- actually has those little Mazer tanks. Oh, good. Well, let's have the history of those Mazer tanks. Okay. They're used here. Um... Although I think some of the footage of the Mazer tanks was also from Gigan previously, but again, that one also used stock footage. But this one uses stock footage. Like, you see a shot, like, when Megalon is smashing planes that are flying at him, mm-hmm. if you actually look at the scene, it's a hooked claw hitting the plane from Gigan pre- the year previous. <laughs> so they're using that. But the Mazer tanks were originally in uh, War of the Gargantuas, which wasn't even a Godzilla movie. That one I know. Is that... That's, oh, that, there's some sort of Frankenstein connection to that movie, isn't there? Yes, because technically that's the sequel to uh, Frankenstein Conquers the World. I've seen Frankenstein Conquers the World. Yes, like, it's a sequel, but it's not a sequel. Like, oh, the is the American actor in both of those? I can't remember. Is it the same guy? But anyway, did, did Frankenstein comes out, he... he Swallowed a Frankenstein's heart or something grows into giant monster size radio. It's like a kid or something, right? Who gets like a Frankenstein heart transplant or something? Yeah, like Nazis bring a U boat with Frankenstein's heart. Oh, right. I forgot there were Nazis involved. To Japan, but it sinks and then a small child eats it or something. I think that scene was trimmed out of the American version or something. But anyway, at at the end of the movie, it fights Baragon and then they fall into. Oh, there's a volcano or something underground, and he's presumed dead, but no, his cells survive in the woods, grow up to one of the gargantuas. Not an official connection, but it officially is because it was planned to be a sequel, and then they just didn't. And then bits of the DNA break off and grow into a green gargantua that lives in the sea and eats people. So you have two brother monsters that are Frankensteins beating the shit out of each other. Oh, they fall into another volcano at the end. (laughs) So there should have been a sequel. But anyway, yes, that's where the Mazer tanks first showed up. Ah, okay. And of course, uh, for any of our Transformers fan listeners, uh, they were used to, they were used as the unlicensed basis for signal flare in the Energon toy line. Yes. Which also featured a faux American Godzilla. Hmm. Uh, in the form of, uh, Cruel oh, yeah, um, Lock, I believe. 
think that's what he's called. He yes. came in like three different colors. Yes. That's a pretty that's a really good toy. That is Signal Claire is okay, but weird. He's a little clunky, but he has that really cool vehicle mode. Yeah, great vehicle mode. His legs are limited as hell though. Yes. Anyway, where were we? Uh, so the, they're trying to stop. Uh, they're trying. Uh, the arm. The you know the self defense forces are trying and failing to stop Megalon, who is attacking Tokyo. And uh, well, trying to attack. He's atta- He's attacking stock footage. Yes. And so they, uh, our heroes, have escaped, and they are trying to signal Godzilla using Jet Jaguar's uh, control system or something. Yeah, because the Cetopians, the reason they broke into their house in the first place was, oh, how do we control this robot? So they built a controller and that overrides. There's a whole thing but, here where they're like truckers who they're trying to bribe to dump them in a lake. Yeah, I don't... But why, then, then the truckers what, get mad. And throw they throw out the Cetopian, but they still drive to the dam anyway, and they're going to dump the container which happens to have two of our heroes, although I don't know why they're killing them. Well, they're dumping him into the lake, but it's also where Megalon comes out, so Megalon was going to kill him, I guess. But why did you keep the guy that's not the scientist in the base? Why did you keep the scientist guy? Uh, eh, it doesn't have to make sense. It, it, it's like half a car chase, because he breaks out and has to, oh, i got to go find my friends before they get murdered. Yes. And then they do get murdered, because Megalon smacks the container they're in, and they go flying in the air, and their necks are broken. Oh, the, those guys are paced. Yes, but no, no, they're you know they're fine. Nary a scratch on them, and so they they use like this little remote control thing to override the Cetopians' command of Jet Jaguar, and instead they send him to Monster Island. Yes, yeah, go fetch help. We have a yeah. monster. And hey, you know, like an hour into this movie, welcome to the party, pal. It's Godzilla. <laughs> yes. For the point, it's like he flies to Monster Island, somehow flies over Easter Island, because that's important, I don't know. It says, Godzilla, follow me, but then flies back to Japan, because Godzilla can only swim so fast. I guess. Mm. I mean, I guess, I mean, obviously you could fly faster than Godzilla could swim. Well, I would, yeah. I would think. But it just seems so weird that Monster Island is so, so, so far away. Unless, like, when I was a small child, I kind of thought this happened in America because the deserted wasteland looks a lot like the Midwest, sort of. (laughs) Midwest doesn't get hit with a lot of monsters. No, not usually. Well, because it's inland and a lot of monsters to hide are uh, aquatic. Yeah, in general. uh, they're underground monsters. Or, I guess, flying monsters. Like, oh, yeah. like, like Rodan could totally mess up Chicago. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, where the fuck did he fuck up in Final Wars? I think that was L.A., maybe. Oh. Well, that's just on the coast. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we've had a Chicago monster, giant monster movie. Uh, do you count uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon? No, because those are robots, not monsters. No. Shockwave kind of has, like, a, that big robot monster worm with him. Yeah, but that's only, like, what, one shot? <laughs> No, there's like that extended, incredibly long sequence where they're in that building that's sort of tipping over. Wait, that involves the giant worm monster? I'm pretty sure the worm is like wrapping itself around the building, and that's why it's falling over. Oh, I don't even remember why. I thought the building was was just falling over. Other stuff stuff happens at random in a Michael Bay movie. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. 
All right. So, uh, so yes, the uh, the the battle is joined, uh, and strain for. So not only is so Godzilla's on his way. Yeah. Jet Jaguar gets there first, and uh, but then this is this turns into a tag team match because not only does Jet Jaguar suddenly become gigantic, which was apparently not something they designed him to do. He he had to find a way to distract the monster from destroying Tokyo, and somehow that equals I grow big. Yes. <laughs> I discovered pin particles. <laughs> and meanwhile, the, the Cetopians have called in some previously totally unexplained aliens, who are, again, yeah. from Space Hunter Nebula M. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's like... We need a second monster. Let's rent a monster from some aliens. <laughs> and they send in this monster that I was totally unprepared for. This is Gigan. Yes. Who is like a... He's like if Godzilla had a bunch of fins on him, but he was also a cyborg. And he's also sort of like a chicken because he's got a beak. He has a beak. He's all got like big hooks for hands. He's got... Like the hooks are like if you sharpened a praying mantis... And he, but yeah, he, he's a cyborg monstrosity who's gorgeous. And he, and he has like a like a giant buzzsaw down his chest. Oh yeah, which I don't know how that works. Does it actually <laughs> it like spin? Does. Yes. Wow. Somehow he has a bone chainsaw in his chest. Well, he's a cyborg. Works. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, he might he, he might just have like that that flesh on him might just be like cosmetic. <laughs> so yeah, this turns into like a huge tag team fight, and I mean it's it's an extremely goofy fight, but it's pretty amusing. Well, it's funny, it's great, and like Megalon and Gigan are instantly bros. Oh, it's uh, I don't know if you've seen Step Brothers, but it's no. did we just become best friends? Yup. <laughs> it's like two creatures that have never met before, and suddenly. They're on the same wavelength because they're both idiots with claw hands. Yes, <laughs> and it 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 like this isn't I would say a good movie, but these suit actors are clearly having a blast. Oh yeah, they're just mucking about, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, pro wrestling stuff. It's great. Oh, and, and the burning ring of fire. Yes, they're <laughs> like they 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 set a giant ring uh, around Godzilla on fire. Uh-huh. Because Megalon shoots flaming meatballs from his face. Yes, I forgot to mention that he, in addition to the drill hands, he also just shoots like... Yeah, but what are basically flaming meatballs? And, uh, lightning from his horn, which is stock footage King Ghidra lightning. Yes. So I guess people would have been familiar enough with Gigan that they wouldn't have had to explain what the heck is up with Gigan. Again, yeah, he was in the movie the year previous, but that was his debut. Okay, and I guess I guess I don't know if it would have, would it have been released in America because I guess this oh. one got like a fairly wide release in America. It was like a big hit. I'm pretty sure Gigan came out. Okay, like like around the same time. Let me look that up. I know it did come out at some point. I just, okay. Don't know if it was before or after, because sometimes licensing is weird. It probably wasn't licensed by the same people, I would bet. No, I mean... Because licensing was weird back then. Oh, yeah, apparently... It, or wait, 
Uh, oh, maybe there was an Omnidub 2. According to this, it didn't release a wide U.S. release until 1977. Oh. Which, and it was titled Godzilla on Monster Island. Oh, well, I guess Monster Island is evolved in the very beginning of that movie. And also this, whereas this was released in 76. Ah, okay. And I guess yeah, a okay. big, it Shit's had weird. a totally ridiculous poster in which... Uh, yes. Megalon and Godzilla are fighting atop the old World Trade Center. Well, did, because it came out the same year as the live-action King Kong remake. That is correct. The yes. uh, the Dino De Laurentiis King Kong, which does in fact feature the uh, uh, the World Trade Center. Well, also it's on the poster. Yes, is it, is it basically the same poster? You just replace one monster with two. Yes, and uh, I will say the monster action in this definitely better than that movie. Ah, uh, yeah, because the, the the sequel to that King Kong is the, the superior film. Well, probably because they didn't blow an enormous amount of the budget on a giant robot Kong that in no way worked, <laughs> and that is wow, in the they, movie for like thirty seconds tops. That's such a weird recurring thing that happens in monster movies all the bloody time. That's probably the biggest example because they built the biggest one and it's in the least of the movie. But like Godzilla nineteen eighty five, there's also an oversized Godzilla. I think it's just the chest and head, though. And it's only in a couple shots. And I guess, you know, the producers think, okay, you know, we've got, you know, the, the, the hottest technology of the 70s. We can build, like, a giant animatronic Kong. <laughs> no. I mean, you can, but also, is it going to work? And also, is it going to, like, crush Jessica Lang into paste? <laughs> yeah, it, it's not going to look good, or it's going to hurt someone seriously. Well, we'll put it in the movie. We, you know, we, we spent this one. Now. We have to put a little bit of it in the movie, but the rest of it, we'll just get Rick Baker in his ape suit. Yeah. All right, that was Rick Baker. Oh. Making monkey noises. So, well, well, I don't know who provided the monkey noises in the in the 76 Kong. I know the one in the 80s, it was Peter Cullen. Uh, I would imagine it would be the same, but you never know. I mean, it was 10 years later. I don't know if Cullen was even working back then. It was 10? Well, or I think King Kong Lives is definitely the 80s. Much? Let's see. It was that much? I, I thought it was only a few years ago. King Kong Lives, 1986, 10 years later. Wow, okay, yeah, that probably was a different voice in the first Kong movie. That's I didn't realize it was that far apart. Why would you think to make a sequel to that 10 years later? Well, I guess, I think they had to persuade Dino De Laurentiis to make it. Because he'd, like, made... Like, that 70s Kong did not make that much money. No. And I guess, you know, he was sort of embarrassed by it. But I guess they kept trying to pitch him on something. And finally they decided, hey, you know, how about a female King Kong? Oh. And I, I'm reading some anecdote here that, you know... I guess that doesn't. Dino was skeptical about there being like a female King Kong, and you know it's it's you know it's hard enough to accept there's a King Kong, but he's been around for fifty years. But no one's going to believe a female King Kong. Where the the, fuck did the first King Kong come from? He said, you know, you know, King Kong had to have a mother. I said, oh my god, you're right. I never thought of that. (laughs) Well, he's a moron. I mean, Dino De Laurentiis was um, a legendary film producer who produced an enormous amount of crap. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, speaking of an enormous amount of crap, this movie, this, <laughs> like, there's not a whole lot going on for most of the movie, but once it actually gets to the big monster fight, it's pretty entertaining, especially yeah. the 
Godzilla tail slide, which I was not prepared for. Like I, I think I'd seen clips from it. You know, the, it was in, in the old MST uh, opening, yeah. and uh, they they homaged it on an episode of Robots in Disguise. But yeah. I was not prepared for the thing, and it got a legitimate LOL from me. And then he does it again. Yes, he does. I assume in the same footage. Yes. So much stock footage. And I, I assume he had not done this before. Like, this wasn't like a, a thing from him. No. A lot of movies, it'll be new shit. Like, in the Mecha, one of the Mechagodzilla ones. Like, he just... He becomes magnetic... He becomes Magneto and pulls <laughs> electrical towers to him because he got electrocuted. Oh, sure. Sure, why not? It, it, it's very weird. But yeah, it, it's not the most ridiculous thing he done. You've seen Smog Monster. You've seen the most ridiculous thing. Oh, that's right. Yes, where he's flying backwards by shooting fire out of his mouth yes. and holding his tail. Yes. That's the silliest thing Godzilla has ever done. <laughs> Yeah, so this, it does take way too long to get to Godzilla. The Godzilla fight is very over-the-top, silly wrestling fighting. Mm -hmm. And the story is the least related, kind of, other than a robot, to the rest of the story. Usually there's more interaction, because there's monsters throughout the movie, and it's how it changes the characters' lives. But at least there's car chases before we get to the monsters. Yes. That's something. And so, in the end, like, Gigan just runs away. Yeah, he's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. But new bro! Sorry, bro! I, can, I have space to live in. Megalon just, get, I guess, gets sent back to the center of the Earth. <laughs> yes, he's like, nope, I'm, I'm... If I can't go to space, I'm going back to the inner Earth. And then there's just this fantastic handshake between Godzilla and Jet Jaguar. <laughs> yes! Well, you have to have the handshake to... As the power changes hands, like Optimus Prime to Rodimus. Oh, yeah, sure. It happens. So, yeah, Godzilla goes back to Monster Island. Jet Jagger reverts to human size. It's sudden independence, never explained. And it just goes home yeah. with, the, with uh, these guys. Well, his job is done. I don't need to fly anymore. You have to use your controller now, even though I am as, the, as powerful as a god who could change size and fight monsters from space. Yes. <laughs> but now I'm your household robot again. Yep. Just out of curiosity, <laughs> does, does Megalon mean anything? Mega I mean, Vaughn? I, no, not really. Does Gigan mean anything? No. I was wondering that myself. Although Gigan may be just giant. Okay. Gigante. Oh, like, like gigantic. Megalon, it, it's Mega and it's a bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, having seen a couple of early Godzilla movies, it's amazing that it went from the just grim, apocalyptic... 50s original to this movie in 20 years. It's kind of like how those fast movies have gone from guys stealing VCR DVD combos to flying cars in space. Flying cars in space, fighting super hacker Charlize Theron and her, her submarine. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, that's that's a pretty apt comparison in, in the genres change. Although, well, maybe for the same reasons, like aiming more little kids... <laughs> In a way, yeah. And I or mean, the I guess kid in of, us all loves car chases. Yes, I uh, except, of course, instead of uh, the, the, instead of retaining cast members, they just retained Godzilla, which I guess makes him the the Vin Diesel of this uh, franchise. Well, yeah, it's about family. He has a son. 
He's a son. He's got he's got his uh, his I guess Anguirus would be like the uh, the Paul Walker. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, or I although, guess at this point maybe the or I guess King Kong would be sort of the Rock. Yeah, because he's coming in from the outside, and and like Godzilla doesn't like him. There's and like a bunch of Godzilla's like his former enemies become his allies. Yes, you uh, have Ro- Rodan as uh, the Star Scream. I guess I guess Rodan would kind of be like the um, the Jason Statham. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. You oh, know. and uh, Mothra's Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, I guess. obviously, Mothra's the Michelle Rodriguez. I was trying to think. Well, there isn't a female Godzilla, but yes, obviously, it's. Uh, and yeah. uh, I don't know. I guess at this point, um, what's her name? Charlize Theron is the Ghidorah. Uh, if she's consistently evil, yes. She's at least been evil for two movies in a row, which I think is more than anybody else has done. Yeah, that, that makes you a Ghidorah. <laughs> and if you and her terrible white girl dreadlocks in that ninth mo- in that eighth movie do kind of look like the heads of King Ghidorah. Oh, well, if she's also in the one movie that's set in the future where uh, Han dies, that would make more sense. Sadly, well, I guess that's no that's no, no longer now the future. That's now the past. We've we've caught up to that one. So now it's in the past, but not as past as it was actually set. So it's just like, I don't know, 2015 and everybody has flip phones. But does Han still die? Well, he did, but now he didn't. Okay. But the scene in which he appeared to die has taken place. Okay. I believe that takes place after the fifth one? Really? I've, I'm trying I thought they think. were pushing that further and further. No, no, no. Like they they eventually the caught up to it because he. It ter- okay. they cut to that scene in a post-credit scene and it turns out that he was actually ki- he survived the car crash but he was killed by Jason Statham. Okay. Oh. Did so it? he's still dead in the current No, he line. came back in the most recent one. I don't know okay, how. Okay, so... So he died in a car crash, and by being shot by Statham, and he's still alive. Is he a cyborg? He, I mean, it's in t- this movie. I think Idris Elba's a cyborg in that Hobbs and Shaw. So I think cyborgs exist in this. I thought he was just an augmented human with, with like. I thought he was like a Captain America. I feel that he's got some sort of cyborg powers as well. Okay, like there's a thing on his spine or something. Oh, I thought maybe that was just like a suit. I haven't. I have not seen any Fast and the Furious movies since the second one. Okay, so you've seen Too Fast, Too Furious. Yes, and I barely remember that one. I've seen the first one twice. I mean, not much happens in that one. It, no, uh, it, it introduces you to Tyrese and Ludacris, both of whom <laughs> come back. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so Fast and the Furious is exactly like Godzilla movies. Yes. Well, and also, don't don't the Fast and Furious movies have like amazing titles in Japan as well? I have no idea. I mean, I, I would guess they would be popular there, but well, I mean, one takes place in Japan, uh, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're known as Wild Speed. Oh, that's a good title. That, wow, that's a really manga title. And uh, yeah, I guess each one has and uh, and uh, Hobbs and Shaw. You know, the one with Jason Statham and The Rock is called Wild yeah. Speed Super Combo. <laughs> oh, I would guess that's probably because there's probably like some old video game called Fast and Furious in Japan. Yeah, so it's Wild Speed, Wild Speed X2, Wild Speed <laughs> X3 Tokyo Drift, 
Wild Speed Max, Wild Speed Mega Max, uh, Wild Speed Euro Mission, Wild Speed Sky Mission, Wild Speed Ice Break, and Wild Speed Super Combo. I don't know what the ninth one's called yet. It should be Space Mission. I don't know how much of it they're in space for. Well, well, you know... we, we brought stuff over here. We call Gigan Godzilla on Monster Island, and he's there for three minutes. Uh, apparently, it is Wild Speed Jet Break. Uh, jet Break? That's a Transformer, isn't it? <laughs> it must be. Has to be. Uh, so, yeah, this this was an interesting detour into my uh, in my Godzilla viewing. This Is this the goofiest these uh, 70s Godzilla movies get? No, that that would be the one that's set inside the mind of a child who makes friends with a Godzilla Jr. who fights a giant bully monster. But this one's close. So is Godzilla Jr. the... Is that the same thing as Manila? Okay, so this is, this is Manila, who is... Okay, so I'm just curious as to which one... That, so is, he first appears in Son of Godzilla... It appears he's also in Destroy All Monsters and All Monsters Attack. Uh, David, have I lost you there? Okay, I'm going to stick around. Okay, he has disconnected. That's a problem. Okay, so hello, and we're 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 back from uh, there. There was a power outage <laughs> during record. Well, most of the episode thankfully was saved, but right as about we're about to end the episode, my power went out for over well, no, it was almost two hours. So uh, let's. I think we were talking about the difference between Godzilla and Godzilla Junior. Yes, was it like um or oh no, Minya. Is is son of Godzilla, who's not really related, and son of Godzilla is from the Heisei movies, who who starts as baby Godzilla and then becomes Godzilla Junior, and and he changes model across the three movies. He it's very weird. Anyway, we're we're basically done with the movie. So Talk. so I I just need to know how does Godzuki fit into this? Godzuki was in the American cartoon and is very annoying. He was the Hanna Barbera added okay. comic relief, but may- maybe he's not as bad as I remember because I haven't seen that show in a long time. And and mostly what I remember is uh, Lurch from the Adams Family voices Godzilla. Oh, Ted Cassidy. Yes, actually, he does yes. a lot of. Uh, or, I mean, he did. He's long dead. Did. Yeah, but he. I think he does a bunch of voices on. Oh, he was the narrator on The Incredible Hulk. Oh, neat. 
And he does some voices in, I believe, um, the original Star Trek, like when there's an evil computer or something. It's often him. Well, well yeah, because cause he, he was actually like a giant robot monster in one of the episodes, too. So Yes. It, it kind of makes sense that they had him in to voice things every once in a while. Mm. I didn't really realize he did the voice acting that much out of sight of Godzilla, though. But, yeah. Movie! Megalon! Yes, yeah, so uh, so I had fun with this. I mean, it's, it's incredibly stupid. This is oh, like, yeah. is th- this is about as stupid as Godzilla movies get almost. <sighs> yeah, barring the I, one that's actually like a child's dream. Yes. Aside from that, this might be the dumbest, goofiest one. But but it, it's at least playful and over the top weirdness, like the giant dolphin paddle boat thing at the beginning, and and. The robot that grows for no reason. It's a fun kind of stupid. Yes. So, yeah, I, I'm watching these Godzilla movies in extremely piecemeal fashion, and it's very interesting. Yeah, oh. Oh, if I had to show you another one, what the fuck would I even show you? Probably, uh, um, the Revenge? Mechagodzilla's Revenge? The, the second of the Showa Mechagodzilla ones. Cause okay, I, I, I thought the first Mechagodzilla was pretty good, although I, I don't think I ever quite understood why the aliens were suddenly gorillas at the end. Planet of the Apes. Ah. Uh, that, that's, that, the real simple reason is because it was after Planet of the Apes movies, and we want aliens, let's have them look weird. Oh, we have ape costumes lying around. Well, uh, actually, they probably, there was, Oh, there was like Time of the Apes TV series. I don't know if that was Tsuburaya, but that was around the same time. They, they made that into a mystery science theater, right? Well, uh, yes. Time the, of the Apes? Uh, I've, presumably. I've seen that one. Sandy Frank repackaged the series mm. down to two movies, or one movie. Mm. And that was what MST3K dealt with. And, and uh, okay. That's a weird thing. But although, to be honest, I think that that series might actually be closer to the original Planet of the Apes book. Like, oh. in, like, setting. Right. Because, like, the apes have, like, helicopters and shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas none of the Planet of the Apes movies ever did that. They're always more primitive. Oh, well, I guess the the newest ones that I haven't seen in any of the CGI monkeys have apes and helicopters in the same movie. I don't know if an ape ever pilots a helicopter. <laughs> And that would be a fun scene to see Andy Serkis crammed inside a, a two-scale helicopter. <laughs> Alright, so I think that about uh, wraps things up for today. We uh, we may have another uh, solo side episode coming up at some point. Yes, th- th- there's rumors of one without me. Yes, I, which has never been done before. No, and it'll be really weird because I won't be the one editing it. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess I because how could I how edit to... something of about a movie I haven't seen? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Do they yeah. have to figure out how to edit things? Or Jen. I don't know. Okay. It shouldn't oh. be that. Well, most you won't have to edit out my coughing, so well, that will a... save a lot of time. I, I can tell you the basics. Okay. Oh, no. And actually, it would be a good idea for, for one of you two to learn how to do it in oh. case I'm sick or something. <laughs> my big problem there is that I'm... My understanding of computers is uh, largely based on the 90s TV show Reboot. Well, most of my editing is pure brute force using some basic things. And admittedly, I listen to every second and edit out a lot of shit. Mm. Well, a lot of coughs and right. long pauses and things. I edit too Dog much. barks. Uh, no, animal noises I usually tend to leave in unless they're really loud. Oh. 
Like, like every once in a while, if there's a cat per near a mic, I try to crank that up as high as I can reasonably get it. <laughs> Animal noises are fun. Anyway, yeah, we're done. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening, and good night. Good night, viewers. Go to the Patreon. We probably have something up. I don't know when this is going to come out, because this is a filler episode. That's right. Oh, and drop by our Discord for chatting and memes and uh, every Friday night watching some tokusatsu watch along with Toei Spider-Man and some Sentai. Bye. Bye.